Ryan Hickey with you on this Saturday morning. Welcome on in. A very happy Saturday to you. A happy weekend to you. And thank you. Thank you. For the bottom of my heart, for choosing us to spend a few minutes of your time with right here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay. The calendar is about to flip right from September to October starting Sunday. So we are now one month into the college football season. And I want to give you my top five teams in college football so far because I look at the AP poll, and I think the AP poll to me is stuck in the preseason. The AP poll has not reflected so far the results we have seen on the field because so far through the first month, right, four games is enough of a sample size to tell you who teams are and what they look like. And I think that the poll and the rankings next to teams should reflect the results on the field, not just reflect the preseason hype. So that's why I want to give you the Ryan Hickey poll. The Ryan Hickey poll does what the AP poll so far this season has not done. That is, take into account who teams have played so far and how teams have played so far. There is no preseason expectations brought into this poll. It is strictly on what we have seen so far the first month of the season, who are the top five teams in college football? I will give them to you one through five. Number one, best team right now in college football through the first month and through the first month only. This is not a projection, by the way. This is just so far with my eyes, what I've seen through the first month, who is the best. Number one, Ohio State. Buckeyes do claim the top spot. Oregon is set there number two, followed by their Pac-12 brethren, Washington third, Texas fourth, Florida State five. The Ryan Hickey poll, that again, takes into account how teams have played and who teams have played, has the top five teams right now in college football being Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, Texas, Florida State. That's right. No Georgia, no Michigan. We'll get into those teams here in a second, but explain my top five rankings. Look at Ohio State right now through the first four weeks. They have the best resume of any team in college football. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was pretty or a dominant performance, but they last weekend went on the road, faced a top 10 team, and won the game. Won the game. And last time I checked, you play to win the game, right? Do I have to get Herm Edwards on the phone and have him reiterate that whole speech over and over and over again? It was ugly. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here and telling you I feel confident or even believe that when Penn State comes to Columbus in a few weeks or when the Buckeyes in two months from now or really a month and a half or so from now have to go to Ann Arbor that I feel confident that Ohio State's going to win. I think right now they're the third best team in the Big Ten. But so far through the first month, they to me have the best resume, and they, again, did what they're supposed to do. They went on the road at number 9 Notre Dame and won the game. On top of that, they also have a conference win as well on the road. I'm not going to tell you Indiana's a great team, but they have a conference road victory. So even though the fact that, again, they have not looked good in Kyle McCord, I think, is not really showing you at all right now that he is going to be the next coming of C.J. Stroud or Justin Fields, He's done enough right now to make sure the Buckeyes are unblemished. Challenge themselves, the Buckeyes have. And again, playing a top 10 team on the road. Also starting the season with a conference road opener. 
They have the best resume, and that's why, for me, they deserve to be number one. They deserve to be number one because no one right now has the resume the Buckeyes have. That's why they are number one. Oregon, I mean, there have not been many teams that have been consistently dominant offensively as the Ducks have so far through the first month of the season. They have not slowed down whatsoever, even though there's, you know, who have they played? It's not exactly world beaters. Nice win over Texas Tech on the road. Nice win over Colorado as well. That offense, no matter who they've played, they have put up points and put up points often. Doesn't matter if they're playing Portland State or Colorado. They have not let their foot off the gas, and they have been humming, humming, led by Bo Nix since week number one. So the fact that Oregon right now is playing such well-rounded football, where they've really not had a bad quarter, let alone a bad game, they have a you know a win on the road over a Power 5 opponent, like we just mentioned, in Texas Tech. You beat, at the time, number 19 Colorado and beat them decisively. Beat them in the first quarter. Beat a ranked opponent at home in the first quarter. Oregon is playing lights-out football right now. Again, the only reason why they are not number one is Ohio State's resume is better right now than the Ducks. Otherwise, everything right now is humming to perfection for Oregon. They are looking like one of the best teams in the country. And so far through the first month, they have been. Right behind them, similar things I said about Oregon, about to say about Washington, they're sitting there number three. The Huskies, I mean, outside of USC, they have been, I would say, the most fun offense so far to watch this season. They're unstoppable. Michael Penix Jr. is just sitting back there, dropping back, throwing 50-yard bombs down the field, and completing them. Feels like all the time. They didn't get maybe as much love as they should have in the preseason. Oregon, uh, excuse me, Washington has the deepest and I would argue the best wide receiver room in college football. They are tremendous. Offensive line has given Michael Penix Jr. a ton of time to sit back there and dissect defenses. The passing game has been elite so far. They have been, again, extremely exciting offense. The biggest reason why they are not higher, why they are, for me, at least right now in the Ryan Hickey poll, sitting either at two or one, Check the schedule. Schedule will increase the difficulty, but so far through the first month, I would argue their best win is Boise State at home. I right, Michigan State stinks. Cal's not very good. Probably Boise State right now is their best win through four games. Don't have that marquee win just yet, which, which is why even though they have been, again, offensively, one of the most dominant teams we've seen and one of the most consistent teams we've seen right now through the first month, no real opponent yet that they have been able to get pushed by compared to Oregon and Ohio State at least have had a ranked opponent so far on the schedule. So Ohio State won in terms of right now the best five teams in college football through the first month. Ohio State won. Oregon two, Washington three, Texas four. Texas had a really impressive and really strong win over Alabama. The issue for them and why they're not higher is because they're too inconsistent right now. This has been a team where week number one against Rice, eh, it's a little shaky. Again, you want to argue that maybe they're looking ahead towards Alabama and that's where their focus was and you're not trying to put a lot of film out there on their offense. Fine. Fine, because in week number two, they backed it up. So I'll give you that. All right, we'll, we'll throw the Rice game out for a second because you went into Tuscaloosa in week number two and you showed you were for real. But the issue for Texas is after that tremendous win against Alabama, one of the biggest wins they've had in 
15 years for that program, really since 2009, maybe arguably the biggest one they've had since 2009. They backed it up by being in a deadlock 10-10 tie against Wyoming at home in the fourth quarter. And they pulled away and won the game. But you are tied at home in the fourth quarter against Wyoming? Oof. Been a little bit too too much of a roller coaster ride for Texas, and that's why to me they're number four, despite having a really impressive, really strong win at Alabama when they were number four in the country. Really, really good win. Really, really strong game for them. Again, let's maybe get off the roller coaster, have a little bit more of a straight line effort. Texas will climb as they continue to build more consistency. But so far, it's been a little bit up and down so far for Texas. That's why, to me, they're right now number four and behind Washington, even though Texas's strength of schedule is better than Washington's. And finally, at number five, I had the Utes. I had the Utes fifth until they just got kind of handled by Oregon State on Friday night in Corvallis. So slipping in that number at number five is Florida State. Resume-wise, good start for the Tiger. Uh, good start for the Seminoles. Went over uh, Clemson on the road. And a season opening win over the Tigers of LSU, who at the time were ranked number five. Now, why Florida State's not higher and why I, I even going into Friday night had Utah above Florida State before Utah did lose to the Beavers was because Florida State really, their resume I think is a little deceiving. And the way they've won these games is a little concerning. When you look at their resume, Look, going into the season, right, LSU was thought to be this big-time legitimate power, including by yours truly. I bought into LSU. I really bought into LSU as being a legitimate college football playoff and even national title contender. And we have not seen that so far through the first month from LSU. They've not looked very good. Got handled by, right, Florida State. And to their, Florida State's credit, they ran away and made, made sure that was not a game in the second half. Then you look at how LSU has played since even last week against a bad Arkansas team, they are struggling at home, going back and forth. LSU has not done a lot to impress since, really, since the season started. And now I think questions are out there, deservingly so. How good is this LSU team? Like, how truly good is that win going to be for Florida State at the end of the year? Not exactly looking as good as it did on Labor Day Monday, coming off that win on Sunday night. And then you also look at even the Clemson game. Clemson was unranked at home. And the way Florida State needed to escape that win by needing a strip sack, needing a missed chip shot field goal, needing Dabo Sweeney to basically sabotage the end of the game and hurt his own team with his decision-making is all that was needed for the Seminoles to leave that game unscathed in the loss column. Like You look at how Florida State has won these games so far. They're winning it really in one fashion, passing offense. Now, they have, right, Jordan Travis has been tremendous, and they have loaded receivers led by Keon Coleman who have been really good. That, though, to me is scary. When you Carolina run game, they've not been able to run the ball all season long. Your defense has been very shaky at best. At best, it's been shaky. You look at the close calls with not only Clemson, but Boston College, who's not very good whatsoever. Again, you got lucky the last two road games to win and get out of there alive, basically. Florida State is not really, despite their resume looking strong, has not given you a, a ton of optimism right now that this team at the end of the year is going to be undefeated. And so I look at them so far, and I don't feel 
Like, they are truly, even though the resume would say, oh, they're one of the best teams in the country, I truly can't sit here and say I feel confident right now in Florida State going forward. I think for sure by the time the regular season ends, they're going to have at least one loss because their style of play is concerning. They have gotten by, they have, then they have escaped. I just don't think that the way they're playing, kind of walking this tightrope, is going to lead them to being 12-0 and at the end of the season. But to their credit so far, they've played a few big games. They've won them. Even though I have concerns about them going forward, looking back on the first month, I think they deserve to be in the top five. So that is the Ryan Hickey poll. The Ryan Hickey top five of teams so far I've seen through the first month. Ohio State number one, Oregon two, Washington three, Texas four, Florida State five. No Georgia, no Michigan. That's right. Here's why. What has Georgia done? Like, let me ask you this. What has Georgia truly done to earn a top five ranking right now through the first month? Outside of winning the national title the last two years and having that carry over to this year, what have they done? Because last time I checked, right, these polls should reflect what you've done this season. I don't care what you did last year. I don't care what you did two years ago. These rankings, right, should reflect what you are doing now. What your team is right now, this season. And last time I checked, Georgia's not really done anything to inspire confidence that they are a top five team in the country. Is being down 14-3 to at home against South Carolina at halftime really, you know, inspiring confidence that they are one of the best teams in the country? Is beating the collection of UT Martin, Ball State, and UAB giving you confidence Showing you that Georgia can handle a challenge this season? Has Carson Beck showed you he's Stetson Bennett 2.0? I have not gotten any sort of good vibes right now from Georgia. Through the first month of the season has me saying they should be a top five team in the country. Again, to look at the AP poll, they're sitting there number one. And I ask, why? Who have they beaten that has them sitting there number one saying, oh yeah, that makes that's totally you know earned? How have they looked so far through the first month of the season that has me saying, oh yeah, without a doubt, Georgia's the best team in the country. I've not seen anything right now from Georgia that, that screams number one. And that's why for me, they're out of the top five in my poll. Michigan, same thing. Michigan right now is number two because of what everyone thought Michigan is going to be in this season. Now they've not lost, just like Georgia. So in theory, the, the poll voters have thought, well, I can't knock them down if they haven't lost. But what has Michigan done to show you right now they are the second-best team in the country? Playing a tight game against Rutgers in the first half, scream, oh, yeah, this is one of the best teams in the country? Is J.J. McCarthy throwing three interceptions and Bowling Green putting up a fight in the first half? Scream to you, oh, yeah, Michigan is legit? Through the first month, the answer is no. So I don't see how they could be in my top five if, They've done nothing right now to earn it. That's why I look at when you look at the AP poll, Georgia one and Michigan two, it's frankly ridiculous. It's based on preconceived notions going into the season instead of reflecting how teams have played so far through the first month of the season. And that's why I want to give you the Ryan Hickey poll, because the Ryan Hickey poll reflects who teams play and how they look. And that's why for me, when I look at the top five right now, the top five, without a doubt, has to be Ohio State one. Oregon 2, Washington 3, Texas 4, and Florida State 5. 
I want to hear your thoughts on this. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three if you want to tweet. If you have a problem with Ohio State being one, let me know why. If you have a problem right now in Georgia not being included in the top five, I want to hear why. Is Michigan right now through the first month of the season truly a top five team in your mind? The Ryan Hickey poll is out. The first edition of the Ryan Hickey poll is live here on CBS Sports Radio. I got to get a better name for it. Like, we can't do Hicks picks because that's too close to Hickey's pickies. I'm not going to rip myself off for that. By the way, Hickey's pickies, 20 minutes from now, next segment we'll do. So if you want to be a contestant for week number four here of Hickey's pickies, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. We'll take the first caller who wants to participate for this week's edition. Let me tell you, now's the time because, boy, do I suck. Another rough week. We'll get into that here again next segment. Uh, Hickey's picky. So, yeah, I do got to get, though, a better name than just the Ryan Hickey poll. Kind of boring, kind of blah. I'll workshop it. I promise you this because we'll come out. We'll do it monthly. At right? the end of each month, I think it's a good enough time to reevaluate what we've seen so far um, in college football. So by next time, I promise, we'll have a better name for the poll. But the poll results, I think, are accurate. 100% accurate, 100% true. Ohio State 1, Oregon 2, Washington 3, Texas 4, Florida State 5. That is the official Ryan Hickey top 5 in college football after the first month. If you could see a theme, it's what teams have done, not what we thought they would be coming into the season. Georgia, rightfully so, came into the season number 1. Have they earned that to keep that number 1 spot? No. For me, they haven't. Say on Michigan at number two, they came in. Everyone thought this is one of the best teams on paper. Have they played like that so far, uh, so far through the first month? No. So I'm not going to keep them there just because we thought before the season started they're going to be a really damn good team. A month is definitely by far a big enough sample size now where we could start to evaluate who teams are. And that's why for me, no Georgia, no Michigan, they are out of the top five. So I'm asking you right now at 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Also at Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three. Through the first month of the season, who's been the best team in college football so far in your mind? We said before, going to break, we know Georgia fans are going to be out, going to be upset, going to defend their team. So let's go to the state of Georgia. Cole is there with some thoughts. Hello, Cole. It's Carl. Oh, Carl. And, uh, I'm sorry. Carl. Uh, Hello, Carl. Fine. No problem. I, I don't understand. Uh, you talk about teams that haven't had a winning percentage like Georgia has. The first 100 games of SC career, Georgia and Kirby Smart, is 85-15. and 15. That's better than Alabama with Barry Bryant. That's better than Nick Saban. That's better than Steve Spurrier. Right. We, we've won 21 games straight now. That's right. I understand that. And our defense has only let up 11 points per game. Nobody can touch that. Understand that. That's our defense. Here's, nothing on top, nothing but here's on the thing, top. Carl. You brought I'm, up. I'm not done yet. Just give me a second. All I'm right. Let's hear it, Carl. And and this this is the biggest factor. We, we got 
10 starters out that are hurt on our team. Five defense and five offense. Okay. Our best offensive weapons is Lad McCarkey. He's out, too. He'll be back. Well, Brock Bowers is your best option on offense. I'm just saying, one of my best options on offense, Lad McCarkey has been out the whole time. We got five defensive players out. They're all coming back in the next few weeks. So we're going to be number one. We're going to win the SEC championship and that's championship again this year. That's fine, Carl. But this is this is this is the premise of the poll so far through the first month. It's what we've seen through the first month. You referenced Curry Smart's record of the first hundred games. I'm not arguing that. You're talking about your 21 game win streak. I'm not arguing that. But I think so far through the first month and the first month only this season, because that's what, at least in my opinion. What polls should be about, right? It, history should not matter when it comes to how you're judging a team. It should be every year, how do these teams play? I don't care about the storied history for Georgia right now being the, the back-to-back defending national champs. If they have not played so far at an elite level, I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt because what they did in the past with players that are no longer on the team, to me, is irrelevant. So at the end of the okay. year, Georgia absolutely could be number one, probably will be, frankly, number one and win the SEC and be in the college football playoff. I'm not arguing any of that. I'm saying that so far through the first month, I have not seen anything from Georgia that tells me they're a top five team right now. Well, you got you got to look at the whole team. You got to you can't just include offense. Of course, I see juggernaut. I'm not offenses. just including offense. Yes, you are too. You're looking at Florida State. You're looking at a Oregon. You talk about how good their offense was. You got to do the defense too. You got to get the whole team. Well, the the Oregon you're defense. Doing the whole team on the top five teams. You're saying they're the best in the land. Their defense ain't. Well, didn't the Oregon off uh, defense just absolutely put the the brakes on Colorado's offense? That was, you know, I would say pretty good so far through the first three games of the season. Right, well, the, gotta, one touchdown. Understand? You got to understand they're not in the SEC category. Okay. Who's Georgia played that's good this year? Who's Georgia played? Who's Georgia's defense shut down that is up to caliber right now of even Colorado's offense? Who they played? Well, like this right here, has has anybody scored more than eleven points against us for the past four games? When you play South Carolina, Ball State, uh, UAB, excuse me, and UT Martin, Carl, and appreciate the call. That's my point. You can reference stats and past experiences. My point in doing this poll is specific and intentional. It is through the first month of the season, what have we seen from every single team? I don't want to hear that Colorado's offense is quote-unquote not SEC caliber, whatever that means. The SEC is not even very good this year. The SEC is not good this year. They are not. South Carolina is not an offensive juggernaut that you should be proud of. And the fact is, when you're down 14-3 at halftime against South Carolina, you won the game, that's what matters. But is that all of a sudden now, should that still mean just because you win the game against an inferior opponent that you should still be at the top? No. No. What we have seen right now through the first month and the first month only from Georgia does not give any indication they're right now deserving of being in the top five rankings of college football. B is still here to defend the Bulldogs calling from Georgia. Hello, B. Hey, how's it going, man? What's going on, B? Hey, I'm a Georgia fan, but I agree with you. I look at it from a player standpoint of view, not a fan standpoint of view, and they should not be up there. People don't understand. That team they had before is not there again. 
it's, hey, that ain't the pro team that you had as a year. They got different players, and they should miss them either. They shouldn't be there either. It's, I don't understand it, man. But, okay, I want to ask you a question. Why don't Alabama and Georgia play each other at least every other year? Why do, why do they hide from each other? I wouldn't say high B. It's unfortunately part of the SEC's scheduling. I appreciate the call, buddy, where you have you play every team in your division, um, and then what they do is they keep right. You know, I mean, you know, this was one permanent rival, and then they rotate the other. The part part of the issue is there's only eight conference games for the SEC compared to nine for other conferences. And part of the issue is the conference is too big. It's growing, right? Sixteen teams in the SEC next year, eighteen teams in the Big Ten next year. The conferences are too big to where now when you add that many teams, you lose the ability to play good rivalries like Alabama-Georgia every single year. I'm not a fan of these conferences expanding. I really hope that we see a situation where eventually that it kind of goes back to, I'll say back to normal where we knew these conferences kind of where you were mostly just geographical. Big 10 was teams in the Midwest. SEC was teams in the Southeast. Pac-12 was teams in, in the West. I know the Pac-12 is going away, but I hope we see a situation eventually where if we have a breakaway of 50, 60, 70 teams, then we kind of go back to the older, you know, then go back to geographical conferences because now all of a sudden conferences don't matter if you have just one league um, with teams compared to now every conference on their own. That's why, B, they don't play. But to B's point, that's part of the reason why I want to do this poll at the end of the month is because Georgia right now in the AP poll is number one. But to B's point... Georgia's not played like it, and then all the players from the last two years that have helped earn them that reputation. We said Carl from Georgia call right before, and he referenced a 21-game win streak for Georgia and Kirby Smart's record in the SEC through the first 100 games. I'm not here arguing that or trying to knock that down. All I'm trying to argue is so far through the first month, you should not use what Georgia did in the past as a reason to prop them up right now to being the number one team in the country. They have not played like it. History should not have any influence on how these rankings are made year by year. It should just be how have you looked in this specific season and who have you played in this specific season. And right now, Georgia's not played anyone. Right now, it's up to uh, up to snuff. And even in the in the even though the fact they've not had a challenging schedule, they have not exactly looked as dominant as we have seen Georgia in the past. Whereas you can get on Washington for not having a strong schedule, but they have smoked everyone they played to their credit. Excuse me. At least Ohio State's challenging themselves. Oregon has smoked everyone as well, and they have challenging themselves in playing at least a Big 12 team in Texas Tech on the road and a ranked Oral Colorado team at home and taking care of business. Texas... Florida State, a little bit up and down for my liking, but they have challenged themselves and won impressive games um, on the road or, or at a neutral site. Georgia, Michigan cannot say right now either of that. Paul's calling from Rhode Island. What's up, Paul? Thank you, my man. I never, never call you for college, but let me tell you. First thing I'm going to say is this. The reason why they... Put all these teams together because of money. Yes. Okay. But I'm going to say this. Boston College, 18 penalties against a third-ranked... Uh, BC, yes. Yes, 18 penalties, yeah. and, and okay. they lost the game against Florida State. A really, senior, Florida State did it. A senior, fourth and one. A senior, fourth and one. Grab the mask. 
Yes, okay. end of the game. Yep. That was that, that, Florida horrendous. State was lucky to horrendous. escape losing escape, or not losing exactly. to Boston College. You're right about that, Paul. No, what I wanted to say is this: I know you're more knowledgeable than I am about college. When a coach, as a coach myself, lose seniors, it's horrible. It's horrible. It doesn't matter where you draft in the country. Nobody wants to come to the East Coast. Not most of them. We got we got Emmett Moorhead. He's just waiting because this kid is doing well. That's good. But imagine if you were in the Midwest, you have a lot more to pick from. Whether it's quarterbacks, linemen, offensive linemen, it doesn't matter. Right. Right, Paul. When it comes to recruiting, you're 100% right about that. The talents in the South, talents in the West, Northeast, especially you're calling from Rhode Island. I live here in New York City. Not exactly college football recruiting hotbeds. That, uh, that is for sure. All right, one more here. We'll go to back in Florida. Again, who has right now been the best team or, or the team you've been most impressed with so far through the first month of the season? Beck, calling from Florida. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, sir? I think our first call maybe I think on your show was last year when I told you Norvell should be fired if we lose to Miami on the field. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, remember, you were like, should who's going to shake hands with or something? If I'm not mistaken, that may have been you. I don't know. So, yes, maybe going to Florida State. But, again, I'm a realist, and I've never been a fan of Norvell, Thaggard, even throwing Jimbo Fisher in there. Now we see what Texas A&M fans now calling my neighbors back in Houston and everything else, what they're finally getting to see with uh, A&M. But um, finally, the Longhorns are up there, too. But, I mean, you see this playing out. I mean, hopefully in my lifetime I'll get to see a, a real game, Florida State versus the Longhorns in my lifetime. Hopefully it could be this year with the playoffs. But I don't see, again, with our schedule, which you guys talked about last week, that the Clemson game was the biggest that they needed to win. They won the game. We could have lost. And we still lose spots to a team that – one on the last second of the game. Yes, Ohio State needed to jump, but should they have jumped Florida State and maybe stayed at five? But Georgia and Michigan, like you said, they're losing, barely winning games, but nobody's going to move them in the polls. I, Beck, I'm with it. That's what, like that's why I want to do this poll, is just because, like you said, like Georgia and Michigan, I feel like, are cemented at one and two until they either lose a game they shouldn't, win a you know close game against a bad, uh, a bad team, or someone has just out-of-the-park win that's like, okay, they have to be number one. But it really should not be like that because what we've seen so far, again, I just don't see enough from from Georgia uh, or Michigan to be number one or number two. Um, to your point about Florida State, it just I would be nervous, Beck, if I was you in terms of Florida State running the table. I think their best chance to make the college football playoff is needing to be 13-0. They're going to need help if they are 12-1 and as an ACC champ. They're going to need help. I just don't see right now their strength of schedule being – one of the best, and also, too, the way they're playing it does not inspire a lot of confidence, even though early on they are a team that, again, has at least passed the test, and that's all, you know, obviously that's the biggest and most important thing. But I think it definitely does trigger a little bit going forward here if you can't feel that confident or expect Florida State to win every single game going forward because they've, again, made it closer than they should have made it against Boston College, got lucky against an unranked and down Clemson team this year. There is some reason to worry if you are a Seminoles fan about them having a zero in the loss column, despite the fact that their schedule is not challenging the rest of the way. Time for Hickey's Pickies. Pick me, pick me. The only segment where you, the caller, compete against the rest of the country. Ladies and gentlemen, the pick is in. Get the picks right, and you hold national bragging rights. That's right. Who do you think you are? I am. If you're wrong, you lose. 
So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. It's time for Hickey's Pickies, only on CBS Sports Radio. Unfortunately, this is starting to become a theme of Hickey's Pickies. It was a rough week for your boy. Last week, one, three, and one, bringing my season record so far through the first three weeks of the season to five, nine, and one. Not pretty. Not pretty. Props to John in Chicago, last week's contestant. Right now is the leader in the clubhouse. Three, one, and one. From John, a very strong week so far, followed by Chris and Maryland at three and two, and Aaron in Colorado Springs at two and three. We go down to beautiful Miami this week to welcome Mike to the show. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, everything is good. How's everything with you? Well, if I could pick some winners, Mike, I'd be doing a lot better, but otherwise we are hanging in, staying, uh, staying dry for what has been a torrential downpour this entire week in New York City. So... It's uh, it's been okay, Mike. We're hanging in. We're hanging, and hopefully things are turning for the better here. Yeah, I saw that um, you guys are trying to stop the Marlins from going to the the playoffs. Mike, you guys got us delayed. Mike, I have no control over the weather. Mother Nature wants to do what she wants to do. I, I'll be honest with you, as a Mets fan, Mike, I am rooting against the Marlins for this mediocrity that has been them blaming the Mets right now for all this rain. Give me a break. Uh, I, I, don't, I think we'll still get in. So. That game won't matter. Yes. Magic number, I believe, uh, believe now, is one. So win tomorrow, or I guess really technically later today. And you don't have to come back to New York to finish what is, you know, one inning to maybe Correct. get in. Control your destiny. That's what the, uh, that is what the Marlins have in front of them. All right. So, Hickey's Pickies, Mike, we got five games here. We picked the best five games, right? College and NFL. We don't care about, you know, we're not going to pick the best spreads over under. We're picking the five best games with the spread. Five of them. Let's hopefully we can go 5-0 and this week. We, uh, we got three NFL games, two college football games. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's start with the team, I'm sure. Assuming you're a Dolphins fan, Mike? Of course. All right. Right up your alley then. Your squad, Dolphins at Bills. Sunday in Buffalo. Bills home. Two and a half point favorites. I'm assuming you go with the home team. Uh, you, sorry, I'm going with your squad. I'm going Dolphins on plus two and a half. I'm with you, Mike. I like the Dolphins a lot in this game. I think they do go to Buffalo. Send a statement to the NFL. They are legit, and they are right now running the AFC East this season. I'm with you. Dolphins plus two and a half. Give me that number. I'm with you. We're both on Miami. All right. Commanders at Eagles. Eagles nine-point favorites in this game. Sam Howell coming off of what was a disastrous four-interception game, sacked nine times. You going Commanders plus nine or Eagles rolling here by ten? Um, uh, the game is in uh, Philadelphia or Washington? In Philly. All right, yeah, I'm going to take the home team. I'll, I'll take um, Philadelphia's defense to wreck um, Sam Howell again. Bad news for you, Mike. I'm in agreement. As someone who's not been so far uh, good this season, the fact that we agree in the first two games does not spell um, good fortune for you, but I'm with you. I think the Eagles' defensive line and defense just continues to roll, and that O-line for Washington, oh boy. Buffalo had their way with them last week. I think that will continue again this week. I'm with the Eagles' win and cover the nine points at home. Monday night football. Seahawks are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road over the Giants. I'll go first here, Mike. I'm taking Seattle. 
Giants right now are a mess in terms of injuries. Saquon Barkley, I don't think, is going to play in this game. The offensive line is banged and, and bruised and battered. The, the wide receiving options don't really scream confidence. I'll take the Seahawks on the road, covering the one and a half points. They get the win. I'm going to take the Giants. Um, I believe Saquon will play. I have him in a couple of my fantasy teams. Ooh. So I'll be, I have a lot of interest in that game because of Saquon. So uh, I think Giants pull an upset and um, they get the season turned around. All right. Giants pull the upset. Our first game, we disagree. You're on the Giants plus one and a half at home. I am on the Seahawks. Okay. Let's go. College football, Mike. Two games here. The big one. All right. Everyone loves Colorado. Everyone's paying attention to Colorado. The big one at noon Eastern. 10 a.m. local kick in Boulder. USC, eighth in the country, taking on Colorado again in Boulder. USC, 21 and a half point favorites. Who are you going with here, Mike? Um, I think I'm going to go Colorado to, I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, okay. I don't think 21 is a very high number. I'll see it somewhere like, um, by 10 point win for USC. So I'll let's take a, a USC 45, 35. All right. So, so let's you'll go take, with, um, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and the three recover. touchdowns, big, big number. Even though it's a big number, I think it's a result like last week. I think USC rolls. <laughs> they cover the 21 and a half points. USC's defense is good. Watch, watch on Saturday. USC's defense is top three in the country in sacks and tackles for loss. That offense line for Colorado is horrendous. I think they'll be in the backfield a lot. And that will lead to, again, another easy win for USC. They win and cover the 21 and a half. Finally here, Mike, ranked on ranked matchup. College game day will be there. Number 11, Notre Dame coming off that heartbreaking loss to Ohio State last week. Five and a half point favorites on the road in Durham, North Carolina, taking on number 17, Duke. I'll go first here. I'm taking the Irish. I think they do bounce back here. I think they do get uh, a nice win in what is going to be against a really tough team in Duke. I don't think they turned the ball over like Clemson did in week number one. That kind of spelled their demise. Irish do not have a hangover after just an emotionally gut-wrenching loss. They go in, they win, cover the five and a half. How about yourself? I'm actually going to go Duke here. Duke, okay. I think um, they pull an upset here. I think um, the, uh, the coach of the Duke is going to be the next hot thing after he gets his win. So look out for him to get a big job next year. And I think Duke is um, for real. Mike Alka. All right. So we disagree on two picks. You were on Duke. I'm on Notre Dame. You were on Colorado. I'm on USC. I actually lied. We're disagreeing three picks. You're on the Giants at home plus one and a half. I'm on the Seahawks. We agree on Eagles minus nine at home against the Commanders. And we both agree on your Dolphins plus two and a half on the road at Buffalo. Mike, well, we agree, I guess, on two out of the five. So I was going to say, wish you good luck. That means me well. But at least for two games, wish you some good luck, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Uh, All right. You have a good one. You too. Mike in Miami. There you go. That is week number five of Hickey's Pickies. And again, it has been rough. One, three, and one last week. Five, nine, and one so far through this season. Just putrid. I think I said week number five, week number four, excuse me. The first three weeks, it's been tough. It has been really, really tough. Hopefully this is the week we turn things around here for the better.